Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Some serious shit going down in my head. So forgive me if the general tone of the program today is negative. Yeah. But, um, I don't. Um, so yesterday, a couple of stories break, right? Uh, this is going to come as an incredible shock to everybody, but the president-elect's son has actually uh, been notified that he's the subject of investigation. And you know what that's the foreplay for. That's right. The indictment that's coming. Okay. Um... Yeah, they don't they don't inform you that somebody's looking into your shit when they're looking into your shit. They inform you that we're looking into your shit when they say, "Yeah, this going to lead to an indictment." So we have to go, we have to start we have to walk the dog on this shit now. So uh that story happens. Now, if you if you go back to what a month ago, I mean, we all got told in this country that that story had no credibility. The fact that Joe Biden denies it, I mean, that's how you do it, right? That's the playbook. Admit nothing, deny everything, make counter accusations, right? And, uh, you know, and, and, and the master of that, the guy who is in the Hall of Fame for that, is Bill Clinton, and it sounded something like this. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen. As he chewed everybody's ass, as he's lying his ass off right here. Listen to me. I'm going to say this again. 
I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Pounding the podium, scolding you. Miss Lewinsky, I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false. But they were true. And I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. Oh, yeah, and the adoring millions, they, they cheered. So, um, so I mean, Joe Biden, you know, president-elect, I mean, he, of course, will do this. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll say what he says, and, and that's not a problem. The problem is, because politicians, do we expect them to tell the truth? No, they lie. It's what they do, right? That's why the term political leader, right, is absurd. It's not what they do. There may be, you know, some once in a blue moon that actually attempt to lead, but they're politicians, man. So anyway, um, the um, that story comes out. I mean, think about it. You had social media companies that forbid that story from being in the mainstream news coverage. The New York Post was, you know, had their uh, Twitter account uh, suspended because they reported a legitimate news story. And why, why, would, why did Twitter take umbrage with it? You know, good question. So, <clears throat> so that happens yesterday. And, and so you find out that, I mean, that's a legitimate news story. And again, the reason why it didn't run was because, you know, big social media did not want Donald Trump to be reelected. And in front of God and everybody, they just did what they wanted to do to a legitimate news story, sourced news story that was written by reporters, not op-ed pe- people, right? And now it's news. The next story that comes out yesterday, right, that spawned the playing of this this morning is the story that Google made an announcement yesterday that they will not allow any kind of voter fraud, any kind of election contesting videos on YouTube. So YouTube removed 8,000 channels that they said are promoting false election claims. Okay. Now, if you go onto YouTube and you search YouTube's content for 9-11 deniers, okay, you will find them. If you will, if you want to go on YouTube and, and watch videos about Sandy Hook deniers, you'll find those. If you want to go on YouTube and search for Holocaust deniers, you'll find all of that. 
And so, all of a sudden, Google decides, now this is big tech, right? Twitter, big social media. And Facebook did the same thing. They killed that story on Hunter Biden. Um, and it's all ideologically driven. Right? Because, because look, truth be told, President Trump's kids, it's been open season on those son of a bitches for, what, the last five years. I don't recall anybody intervening and saying, you know what, this is over the top. I mean, they didn't run for president. I don't recall anybody seeing that, saying that. So Google now decides that it has to rid YouTube. And again, mind you, Google controls 92% of the search traffic on the planet, which at some point will change, right, as Google gets broken up because it's simply, it's simply too big. That's too much power, right? That's too much power. I'm playing this to soothe myself, okay? Um, but yesterday in front of God and everybody, you here, let me just read you headlines. This is from CBS News. YouTube bans videos with false claims of widespread election fraud. But false claims about the Holocaust, you can watch, right, till your brain runs out of your ear. Okay? From another publication called The Hill. YouTube to remove content that alleges widespread election fraud. From the Washington Post, YouTube removes 8,000 channels promoting false election claims. Wall Street Journal, Google to lift political ad ban on Thursday. So, um, you know that uh, I there's that uh, there's that saying that this reminds me of, right? First, they came for the communist, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a trade trade unionist. Then they came for the Catholics, and I didn't speak up because I was Protestant. Then they came for me, and by that time, there was no one else left to speak up. It's by a Lutheran pastor by the name of Martin Niemöller. You've heard that before, right? Uh, He gave the speech, I want to say, in Germany, I think in Bavaria, in 1946. It wasn't recorded or anything, but people remembered it. And he was asked to speak at different events, and he repeated that. And so they kind of redid that quote. Um, And so I don't really care what side you're on, but doesn't this strike you as fucking creepy, as as Animal Farm-like, as Orwellian, that in front of God and everybody... Because they deem it such, we will eliminate that content. 
I, you know, and again, how do they get away with then standing in front of Congress and saying, we just provide the infrastructure. We can't be responsible like AT&T. Hey, all we do, I mean, we can't be responsible for the criminal activity. It goes through the phone lines. We're just providing the phone lines. Okay, that makes sense. So all of a sudden, when you begin to put your hands on the scale, how do you continue to have that special place of I'm an infrastructure provider, which is Section 230? And But what's going to happen is nothing's going to happen to that because the Democrats will not allow it because, you know, big tech is a is a source of democratic power now. And you're watching this go on in the United States of America and you're like, are you shitting me? In front of God and everybody. Um, The other story that's in my head, and you'll hear about this in the second hour today, but the other story that's in my head is, is still echoing in my head, is that Chinese professor right, by the name of Di Dongsheng of China's Renmin University, right? He stood up and did his little uh, comedy routine. And he told the truth. And much to his uh, poor fortune, that shit has gone viral. And he talks about China having friends in the inner circle of the highest circles of American power. And so as you watch this dance we do with the Chinese, and um, you're going to hear me say it in the second hour, but but I'll, I'll tease it right here. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to read the director of national intelligence op-ed in the Wall Street Journal uh, last week, um, you should go find it. It's called China is National Security Threat Number One. Um, written by John Ratcliffe. He says this, I call China's approach to economic espionage, rob, replicate, and replace. China robs U.S. companies of their intellectual property by forced intellectual property transfer, if you want to do business there. Then those companies in China replicate it, and then they go overseas and compete against these very same companies for global market share. Now, this goes on to the tune of a half a trillion dollars every year. And so... You want to do business in China? Okay. You got to have a Chinese partner in terms of a company there. You form a joint venture. You're forced to hand them your technology. And then they take your technology, make it their own, and they go to the other side of the planet and they begin to produce what you produce at 50%. And while they may not put you out of business... Right, they marginalize you and your intellectual property. Okay, that is estimated to be a half a trillion dollars every year, a half a trillion dollars in technology transfer and stolen business 
by China to the United States. Okay, but that's not my point. My point in this depressing day of discussion here on All Marine Radio is that you know who is the primary proponent of that? It's Wall Street. Wall Street cannot resist the money to be made in China. And you can imagine sitting inside the Chinese operational planning team that's looking at this. We will be able to change the world order from a rules-based order to a Sino-centric order, Chinese-centered order. And the way that will happen is America will facilitate that. Western Europe will facilitate that because their corporations will be too greedy and they will want to do business in inside this economy that we create here in China. And as they begin to do business, we will slowly but surely move their cheese. And one day they will wake up and they will find a different world that's not a rules-based event. It is a Chinese-based event. And then it will be over. You will be subservient to a totalitarian regime. They will call the shots. It will be as they say it will be. And it will all be facilitated by the shitbags of Wall Street. So, as I said uh, at the start of this, I'm not a very... um, I'm normally a pretty positive human being, right? I believe in, uh, I've always been, you know, thought I was blessed to be born American. But I don't think you have to be, you know, very smart to be able to look to the future and see that, that, we're not doing the things that we need to do to keep this from happening. And do you believe that Joe Biden is going to is Joe Biden is going to do this? I mean, his chief of staff was on what big tech company? I mean, he's a big tech guy. So, I don't know. I, I it's you watch what's going on, and I don't care. I mean, if you're a conservative, if you're a liberal, and we can fight that out as it as it may. I mean, you're going to hear us have a conversation in the second hour about General Austin's nomination, right? And we're going to have a discussion, in, in, and you're going to hear Jeff Kenny say, hey, he, he's, he's chosen because he's black. Not because he's the best nominee. He's chosen because he's black, because that's what Joe Biden wants. And so we can have these knockout, dragout fights over whatever the issues are in this country. Race, right? Economic opportunity, which is really the biggest question, Right? our relationship with China. But when you see companies like Google, companies like Twitter, 
that fundamentally skew the world. It's, I don't know, I don't know. I I look at that and I'm like, holy shit, man. Holy shit. And how how do you how do you look at people and say, yeah, the fix isn't in? Well, the fix is in. And then at what point? And we talk about this. At what point does this become a very violent thing? As people click off safe, as their as their businesses that they worked their whole life are destroyed by politicians who don't have to play by the same rules, whose entire salaries are paid for, whose kids are going to private school, who continue to go out and dine and have great and 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 have expensive and when I say expensive I mean over five hundred dollars a plate dinners. Something you've never even been a part of in your life. Right? At what point do people begin to lose it? So, I don't know. I am not very encouraged by that which I see. I uh you're going to hear me say in the second hour that I, you know, I believe that 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 there's going to be violence in this country. Because you have a tone deaf Washington, D.C. Much of the country thinks the election wasn't fair. And then you have, you know, these these epiphanies like, oh, I guess that was a legitimate news story. Oh, maybe there is some truth to the Hunter Biden thing. Everybody was told this is Russian meddling in our election. And what it really was, was big technology meddling in our, big social media meddling in our election. And then the same thing with with, uh, these videos. You can watch Holocaust denier, Sandy Hook denier, 9-11 denier. You can watch all that shit, like I said, until your brain runs out of your fucking ear. But somehow or other, Google has said that, yo, yeah, you can't. We have to, we have to put our foot down. It is in the, it is in the interest of, uh, of humanity that these videos not be seen. And their power, I, I was watching something, their power is such that these videos don't get seen a hundred times before they come down, which means they're not up for any period of time. So, um, again, I wish I had... Um, a more positive sentiment to articulate this morning. But yesterday, I think, was very, very troubling. Very troubling. And um, so good morning to you on this uh, Thursday morning. The Mensa brothers will uh, join me here in about 35 minutes. And uh, and we'll talk about General Austin as a selection for the Secretary of Defense, which I'm not. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know him from shit. I mean, 
right? He has all the right qualifications, CENTCOM, Army Chief of Staff. I mean, he, he's got all the tickets punched. Uh, my opposition is that the Pentagon sucks. Yeah. That go back to Vietnam and look at where they've led this country. Look at, and, and I don't know where you find the person that can that can link American national power and be the Secretary of Defense. But I'm telling you this, it's not coming out of the Pentagon. And that's a group criticism. No, you know, so I, I just, I oppose it in very general terms. No pun intended. Um, so uh, we talk about that. Uh, we talk about China and, you know, the, the, the controversy surrounding, you know, that video that's come out. And uh, so we talk about that. And I'm not sure what else we talk about. So yeah, and it's uh it's a, some of it's pretty brutal discussion <laughs> too. So if you're uh yeah, if you're if you're in a very fragile mood, you you might want to get your entertainment from someplace else today. Uh because like this. I mean, that's and and then I went to bed. I I we recorded this last night and it was in my head when we, you know, when we got to recording it and you'll hear it come out of my mouth. But, um, and I think Will Costantini says it. In a nation where there's four million guns, or four hundred million guns, how many million guns are there in the United States? Estimated firearms in the United States. What do you think it is? Estimated firearms in the United States. States. What do you think that number is? Oh, it it doesn't even. Doesn't even give me an answer. How about that? You have to love that. How many guns are there in the U.S.? We are a frightened and heavily armed nation. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Reliable estimates using firearm background check data from the FBI and analyzed by interest groups concluded that in the first seven months of this anxiety-fueled year, there there were over 12 million guns purchased, near, nearly 5 million by buyers who had never owned a gun. Current estimates put the number of guns in private hands at close to 400 million guns. That's one for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, 4 million. Where did I get that number? 400 million. It's only a question of time till somebody clicks off safe with that. So anyway, and again, I'm not proud to or happy to say any of that. I just don't know how you look at this. And when do people, you know, get desperate when they don't believe that anybody's listening, when they don't believe the system's fair, they believe it's rigged. That's when they get desperate. So, um, 
Yeah, in the midst of all that, good Thursday morning to you. The 10th day of December, 2020, uh, COVID, COVID numbers go up. Somebody sent me an email. Mac, not to make your day worse, but did you see that Nancy Pelosi's comment said that she has no issues with Representative Swalwell? You know what? I try not to pay attention to anything Nancy Pelosi says, honestly. Honestly, I um, I think she's a horrible person. I think she's a horrible leader. And um, throughout all the violence in our cities this past year, not once has she stood up and say that violence is never the appropriate solution, ever. Not once. Right? Not once. And Nancy Pelosi put him on the Intelligence Committee. And one has to assume that she knew about this, you know, this situation in which a Chinese agent had had been one of his bundlers for money. And then she had placed an intern in his office. Hmm. What do you think that was about? And then that guy goes on the Senate or on the House Intelligence Committee. I mean, like, it's crazy shit, right? Like, let's put him on something else. Right? It's... So, no, I didn't see that. Like I said, I stay away from things that she says. Um, Here's another email. Good morning, Mac. If these so-called journalists and media don't report on Hunter Biden and other criminal acts, then who will call out future criminal acts that the new administration will facilitate? There appears now no more accountability, a free-for-all to do whatever they want without any repercussions. Once you control the media, you control everything. Does that sound familiar? Very disconcerting, be well. Yeah, the, the, the key to any totalitarian regime is to control what? Control the media. That's brutal. Libby just sent me a video, and she says, These are the guys who are on the brink, I think. Veteran Warren City Council... Let me find this. Veteran Ward City Council. It's not going to be peaceful much longer. So Libby sent me this. So have a listen to this. I don't even know what it is. So this is some veteran who has gone to a city council meeting, right? And during the, uh, at most city council meeting, at the end there's a, uh, there's general comments, and if you come down to address the council, uh, I know when I was a councilman, you had to fill out a card and it had to be uh, appropriate for the meeting and, and the content of the agenda and things like that, or maybe a pressing issue that was pressing in the in the community that that people knew about, which was an effort to eliminate just extraneous craziness. So um, I'm not sure what this is, but here it is. 
speak. I was asked to speak here, you know, uh, Sheriff Garcia. Um, I'm telling you guys, you know, I'm pretty appalled at what's going on. You know, at first we sat as concerned citizens and we all wanted to figure out how to best navigate our way through this whole COVID thing, you know. And uh, as, as we realized that it's not quite as dangerous as we thought it'd be, you know, I was absolutely appalled at cowardice, you know, and as you're sitting there with your masks on, uh, I don't blame you for wearing masks because I'd be hiding my face too if I was you for what you're doing. It's absolutely horrendous what you're doing to these people. I'm a business owner and, uh, and I'm telling you, our families are starving. You know, you guys can sit here with your jobs, you can sit here and you're going to get paid, you can fall asleep in your chair like that gentleman's doing behind his mask right there, okay? Uh, and I'm telling you right now that right now we're being peaceful. And, and you better be happy that we're, we're good citizens, that we're peaceful citizens. But it's not going to be peaceful much longer, okay? And this isn't a threat. I'm not a criminal. I've never been a criminal. But I'm telling you that good citizens are going to turn into real concerned and revolutionary citizens real soon. And nobody else is going to say that. I'm probably the only person that has a boss to say what I'm saying right now. That we're building, we're organizing, and we'll work with law enforcement or without law enforcement. But you won't stop us when time comes because our families are starving. And if you don't hear the seriousness of my voice, I hope you open your ears and you absolutely listen to what I'm saying. Because this is a warning for what's coming. It's not going to be peaceful much longer. It's not going to be rah-rah. It's not going to be speeches. It's not going to be gathering outside saying a pledge of allegiance. It's not going to be waving flags. It's going to be real. When you've seen the things that I've seen, I went to war for this country. I've seen the ugliest, dirtiest part of humanity. I've been in combat, and I never want to go back again. But I'm telling you what, I will to save this country. If it has to be against our own citizens, it will happen. And there's a million people like me, and you won't stop us. Open the county. Let our citizens do what they need to do. Let owners of businesses do what they need to do to feed their families. Take the masks off. Quit masking and muzzling your children. The psychological damage you're doing to them is horrible. I've had six friends kill themselves since it's happened. Veterans who lost their jobs. How do you feel about being complicit in perpetuating that? The greatest hoax ever perpetuated on the American people. And you're part of it by wearing your masks. In Shasta County, we're supposed to be red country up here. Not blue country, we're red country up here. You guys know that. I don't, you claim to be conservatives, maybe you're not, maybe you're liberals, I don't know. But by God, we're Americans, and remember that. Take your masks off, quit muzzling yourselves. Join us, fight with us against what's going on in Sacramento. It's a travesty. Thanks. Northern California, man. Yeah, Shasta County. Uh, north of uh, Sacramento. And let me tell you, you can see the emotion in the guy's voice. He's a veteran. And uh, and I'm just telling you that that... that you don't have to be a genius to know that that's coming. Right? So I just I want to thank Libby for, for sending that. And I'll include that in, uh, in today's post. But when you look at the, the shit that is getting shoved down everybody's throats. Now, let me just tell you this. Um... And contrast that with the anger that people felt with Donald Trump. I mean, every day you had a dueling narrative relative to Donald Trump. You don't have that with Joe Biden. There is no dueling narrative. That guy got to pass the whole election to include whatever connections that his son has. To include the accusation that the money that his son makes, some of that goes to his father. 
He was given a pass on all of that. Contrast the way the Trump children have been treated with the way Hunter Biden gets treated. Oh, he's, he's, he's got a drug habit. We should all be sympathetic to Hunter Biden. And so it goes. So it goes. Stories embargoed. YouTube now says yeah, a whole genre of content can't be viewed on the place where the world goes to view things. YouTube slash Google has decided that. And so it goes. And so it goes. And so, again, I the incident that happened in Washington, D.C., where um, where the guy, he was a liberal from Illinois, right? And supposedly mental health, mental health issues, which one would assume. And, and this guy, he's a veteran. He's a business owner. I mean, you can see if you if you watch the video, and I'll put it in the link. Um, in fact, I will tweet it out right now. So if you want to check out the All Marine Radio Twitter feed, you can find. The um, you can find this uh, you can find this video you can find this link okay I wonder how long this will stay up um, and so yeah if you just look Go to uh, Twitter and just do a search on All Marine Radio. You'll see the <laughs> tip it stays up very long. Um, you'll see that. And so, you know, there was, uh, I saw stories last night. Uh, parents talking about their kids who committed suicide because of, you know, uh, their isolation. I mean, we've dealt with it with our, with my youngest daughter, Colleen. All the infrastructure that supports her is pretty much gone. Right? And you can't get teachers to go back and teach. Right? And and I'm not talking about teachers with high comorbidity factors. They won't go back as a union. And so I so again, at what point do people begin to click off safe? Literally begin to click off safe. And I'm telling you, it's coming. And and I wish I could see, you know, like, oh, how does this get better? And, you know, I, I just the frustration. And then and then again, layer on top of that, the hypocrisy that we see as these fucks that tell us not, that we can't do that stuff and you have to do this and you have to stay at home and you, you can't have your family over. Then they go and do the exact fucking opposite, right? Man, it's a it's a it's a clown show. So how does it not all end in violence? It only doesn't end in violence by the good grace of the people who live in this country, because by you know all rights, it ought to end in violence, right? It ought to end in violence. And so again, it doesn't make me happy to say this stuff, but I, it is what it is. It's the truth. It's the truth, and I and I and I go back. Think about this. The rules-based world order that has seen peace on a grand scale on the planet 
since 1945, with the exception of small regional wars. Got that. That rules-based order is going to be destroyed by people from Wall Street who only have one, you know, have only have one God in their life, and that is greed. And then, and then they will be saying, right? Well, they came for the internet people, and I didn't say anything because we were still making good profits. Next, they came for the banks. And they were just really instruments in the financial world. And I'm not a banker. And we were still making good profits. So I didn't say anything. Then they came for the regulators. And I'm not a regulator. And we were still making good profits. And I didn't say anything. And then they came for me. And we were fucked. And it was over. That's what they will deliver for you. And that's who drives all this. So. Anyway, um, <laughs> good morning to you again. Uh, the United States Marine Corps Band plays our national anthem. And uh be cool if uh, more people that were in influential positions in this country uh, took songs like our national anthem, took oaths like their oath, took pledges like the Pledge of Allegiance to heart, and really put the American people in the nation in front of their own fucking greed. dedicated uh, to that veteran who you heard um, and you know what I'm I'm gonna play it again if you're if you just joined the program in the last 10 minutes okay um, you know I was talking about how does this all end if not in violence when half the country thinks that the elections were weren't fair right that you know and now you're having you know, now I'm seeing articles written by mathematicians who are saying the probability of these things happening are infinitesimal. So somebody has to explain how this happens. In a nation that is frustrated, I want you to hear the voice of a frustrated veteran. 
And then the follow-on is dedicated to him. I hope in some way, shape, or form that he doesn't resort to violence. I hope in some way, shape, or form that the people that are supposed to lead and make decisions understand that there's people that are losing everything they've ever fucking worked for. There's kids that, that, that have been at home for almost a year. And their lives are at peril. So I want you to listen to him one more time. Zapata. Um, I wasn't going to speak. I was asked to speak here. I think his name is Carlos Picata, P-I-C-C-A-T-A. And he's a resident of Shasta County and a veteran. You know, uh, Sheriff Garcia. Um, I'm telling you guys, you know, I'm pretty appalled at what's going on. You know, at first we sat as concerned citizens and we all wanted to figure out how to best navigate our way through this whole COVID thing, you know. And uh, as, as we realized that it's not quite as dangerous as we thought it'd be, you know, I was absolutely appalled at the cowardice, you know. And as you're sitting there with your masks on, uh, I don't blame you for wearing masks because I'd be hiding my face too if I was you for what you're doing. It's absolutely horrendous what you're doing to these people. I'm a business owner and, uh, and I'm telling you, our families are starving. You know, you guys can sit here with your jobs, you can sit here and you're going to get paid, you can fall asleep in your chair like that gentleman's doing behind his mask right there, okay? Uh, and I'm telling you right now, that right now we're being peaceful. And, and you better be happy that we're, we're good citizens, that we're peaceful citizens. But it's not going to be peaceful much longer, okay? And this isn't a threat, I'm not a criminal, I've never been a criminal, but I'm telling you that good citizens are going to turn into real concerned and revolutionary citizens real soon. And nobody else is going to say that. I'm probably the only person that has a ball to say what I'm saying right now. That we're building, we're organizing, and we'll work with law enforcement or without law enforcement. But you won't stop us when time comes because our families are starving. And if you don't hear the seriousness of my voice, I hope you open your ears and you absolutely listen to what I'm saying. Because this is a warning for what's coming. It's not going to be peaceful much longer. It's not going to be rah rah. It's not going to be speeches. It's not going to be gathering outside saying a pledge of allegiance. It's not going to be waving flags. It's going to be real. When you've seen the things that I've seen, I went to war for this country. I've seen the ugliest, dirtiest part of humanity. I've been in combat, and I never want to go back again. But I'm telling you what, I will to save this country. If it has to be against our own citizens, it will happen. And there's a million people like me, and you won't stop us. Open the county. Let our citizens do what they need to do. Let owners of businesses do what they need to do to feed their families. Take the masks off. Quit masking and muzzling your children. The psychological damage you're doing to them is horrible. I've had six friends kill themselves since it's happened. Veterans who lost their jobs. How do you feel about being complicit in perpetuating that? The greatest hoax ever perpetuated on the American people. And you're part of it by wearing your masks. In Shasta County, we're supposed to be red country up here. Not blue country, we're red country up here. You guys know that. I don't, you claim to be conservatives, maybe you're not, maybe you're liberals, I don't know. But by God, we're Americans. And remember that. Take your masks off, quit muzzling yourselves. Join us. Fight with us against what's going on in Sacramento. It's a travesty. Thanks.
you're betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this how do you live a life where you betray all of that and that was charles krauthammer right um brilliant guy uh, a writer for the Washington Post and appeared with Brett Baer and before that Britt Hume uh, as part of their round table. Right? If you don't say what you believe honestly honestly and bluntly, how do you, you know, you're, you betray your whole life. And you look at those people that appear on TV. I mean, and, and again, Nancy Pelosi. I have complete confidence in a guy who slept with a Chinese spy, and then allowed that person to plant somebody in their office. It's like, I don't, like, what do you say to that? I don't think anything. Campus had prepared him well. I'm very confident that, thank you very much. If this was vodka, it'd be a lot better speech. <clears throat> but I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. So, young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day. And Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult challenging conditions and odds and win. You gotta win. On this depressing day, uh, we'll check the weather. Currently in Quantico, it is sunny and 47 down the coast of Camp Lejeune. It is mostly sunny and 56. 29 Palms reports. Sun in 51, Pendleton mostly sunny in 52, cold here on the West Coast. We don't have Camp Smith in Hawaii anymore. It fell off the map. In Okinawa, it is dark cloudy in 69. Down under in Darwin, it is dark cloudy in 84. In Norway, Oslo, the capital of Norway, in case you don't know that, it is cloudy and 36. Currently at the home of All Marine Radio, it is partly sunny and 57, looking for a high of 62 degrees today, (laughs) cold. 62 tomorrow, 64 on Saturday. That is a look at your weather. Uh, We will take a break. Nah, you know, we won't take a break. Maybe we'll just uh, listen to Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Maybe not. Maybe not. Excuse me for... uh, Excuse me for... uh, Scratching the Junior Walker record. Maybe we'll listen to Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. 
Yeah, this is soothing, yes? Okay, so here's what you have to do. You have to think, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. These are post-traumatic winning techniques that they work. Bradley Cooper. Are you happy in this modern world? Okay, so you're thinking, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Okay? So do it with me. Then you take a breath. This reinforces the thought. You hold it for a second. And then you spit that shit out. Okay. Let's do the top five stories. And in the bad times I fear myself. Movie about trauma. And if you go out and you change somebody's life. And I'm going to do a whole bunch of it in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Tell me something, boy. Stephanie, otherwise known as Lady, Lady Gaga. Trying to fill that void. Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm falling. All right, so now that everybody's good, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check some news a little bit here very briefly, and then you'll hear the Mensa sisters. And let me tell you, <laughs> I'm just going to warn you, um, this version is not for the faint of heart. Um, it's, it ain't pretty. Um, so you've been warned. Uh, top headline stars and stripes. Leadership failures outlined in Fort Hood report could go beyond the Texas base. You fucking think? This is an army issue. It ain't a Fort Hood issue, right? Lack of discipline, lack of leaders that will stand up and do the right fucking thing, right? Trying to make the military, you know, Burger King where everybody gets it their way, blah, blah, fucking blah, right? Yeah. There's a whole, and so all these people were relieved by the, Chief, not the chief of staff, by the secretary of the army. Where were all the generals that saw this shit, that watched this shit? They didn't do anything. Where the fuck are they? Why aren't they relieved? Yeah. Um, the president-elect, Joe Biden, chooses Dennis McDonough, 51 years of age, served as deputy national security advisor under President Barack Obama, Later took the job as Obama's chief of staff as the Secretary of Veterans Affairs. He will become only the second Secretary of Veterans Affairs who is not a veteran. Of course. Because it makes sense. Right? It makes sense. Um, U.S. service member in Germany is the first active-duty soldier to die from coronavirus. According to a German report, a 43-year-old U.S. soldier with coronavirus has died on the way to a U.S. military hospital despite a roadside rescue attempt by emergency. Yeah, that, it, hey, if it's that, it's a, uh, 
if it's that, yeah, it's too late, man. But the EMTs are going to fix that? I don't think so. Um, that would make two as the grand total of active duty service members that have died this year. Two. One, two. One on the Roosevelt, now one in Germany. Two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is crazy to me. Airmen and Marines will be reimbursed leave days charged for coronavirus quarantine. Since the onset of the coronavirus pandemic, service members who traveled for either mission essential or personal reasons were sometimes required to isolate for 14 days as a safety precaution. They were charged leave for that. (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? I got a quarantine. You're telling me I got a quarantine. That's that's on you, man. Uh, okay. Um, top stories in the Wall Street Journal. Number one, FDA panel expected to approve Pfizer BioNTech COVID vaccine. That is supposed to happen. Uh, between now and the weekend. Uh, big news as a couple of uh, of companies that have exploded during the COVID thing. Um, what is it? DoorDash? Uh, their IPO went public. Uh, Joe Biden has named Susan Rice to lead a domestic policy council. So you're seeing a whole slew of, obviously, uh, Obama administration retreads, right? So uh, that in the news uh, from U.S. Naval Institute news. The Macon Island Amphibious Ready Group is operating in the South China Sea while Beijing claims the U.S. is flexing its muscles. Um, I got a nephew. Yeah, I got a nephew in this thing. Ohio man's got an interest in this as well. Chinese reports accuse the U.S. of muscle flexing after an American Amphibious Ready Group quietly deployed to the South China Sea earlier this week. The USS Macon Island and the USS Somerset entered the South China Sea on Sunday, according to Chinese state press reports, a Beijing-backed think tank that monitors U.S. military movements in the South China Sea and publicly available satellite imagery. The move, not announced by the U.S. Navy, was decried by the Chinese press as a bluff and muscle flexing. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, so we're driving around in the South China Sea. That in the news. Uh, Another story. Uh, President-elect Joe Biden says General Lloyd Austin is the right person for this job. Uh, Yeah, I would uh, would disagree with that. I don't think that the Pentagon needs another general as the Secretary of Defense. All right. 
And there's still the story about Marines fighting submarines, which has a lot of people shake, shaking their heads. But whatever, man. Hey, new Marine Corps. We're all about it. Uh, top stories, Marine Corps Times. You know what? Marine Corps Times, not so much. Seriously. I, I just not so much. And, and, and I say that because there's a story on that page that got sent to me. Hey, Mac, what do you think? And it's like, it's like third shitter from the left stuff. Right. Anyway, um, let's see. Top stories in early bird. Number one, Austin expected to testify in house before waiver to lead Pentagon. One would think that would be appropriate Uh, Two, well, it'll be interesting because a lot of Democrats have said they oppose. They don't oppose him. They oppose a second waiver. That um, and you you've heard some of them say that look this is supposed to be an extremely exceptionally exceptional event and now it's going to go back to back and you're going to hear us talk about that and you're going to hear Will Cosentini kind of throw the um, and I've I pointed out but you'll hear Will um, throw the carcass in the center of the room uh, like Trump Biden has promised to end the forever wars. But the landscape remains complicated. Uh, well, let me tell you. I mean, President Trump will have us out of most of that shit. Right? Out of Somalia. You know, approximately 2,500 left in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, this just in. Morocco has now recognized Israel. So another Arab state. Hmm. Number three. Fort Hood reports highlights Army CIDs failing there and possibly elsewhere. You can remove, right, the word possibly from the headline. I mean, one of the things the last 12 to 24 months has shown us are the incredible failings of the Naval Investigative Service and the Army CID, right? Their relatives. Number four, troops could begin getting the COVID-19 vaccines as early as next week. And they won't be mandatory. So you could say, yeah, I don't want that. And again, in a force where there's been two fatalities. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Just saying, the audio ain't matching the video. Number five, amid veto threats, Senate rejects ban on Trump's big UAE arms sale. So um, that's a look at your news. We're going to take a break. And when we come back... You're going to hear the Mensa brothers, and uh, we will do um, the Lynch, Kenny, and Constantini event here on a Thursday. So, and it's a long one too. So, for your listening pleasure, coming up. So, whatever you do, don't touch that dial. 